episode 87 of Strange Trial Radio. How are you? My name is Tove Johnson, and today we have a Sasquatch show for you. Our guest today is experiencer, extended experiencer, Wally Miller, familiar to the Cottage Grove, Oregon, Bigfoot Connection, and some other interesting locations around Oregon as well. And, well, he's got some interesting details, so in a moment, Wally. But first, thank you to our sponsor, Feral by Aaron at Etsy.com, E-R-Y-N, Alchemy Sound Tools. Go check them out at Etsy.com if you would. And again, Port Townsend offers you Manresa Castle, now open for your business. Please book a summer tour out to the Manresa Castle and uh, have a spirit and stay for the spirits because that place is pretty haunted. Check it out. That is ManresaCastle.com. All right. More about our guest in a moment and some other stuff. Be right back. All right. We are back. And it's a good thing because I've been gone all day at the flippin' sporting goods store. There's one uh, with the letter C that you know very well. Ends with an A that was super busy. And I was even, I was in line for a good hour and a half before they even opened the doors, at which time the line started to stretch around the sporting goods store. People cutting in line in front of me. I was uh, the first one in line until this 55, 60-year-old dude starts to weasel his way in front of the line. <laughs> COVID style, maybe he thought the mask would uh, help him out, but boy, he got an earful, and then we... Drama did ensue. Turns out you can't use the F-bomb when you're buying a rifle and someone's cutting in line. So I learned that quickly. Anyway, um, if you're thinking of your Second Amendment, think about uh, maybe now would be a good time to invest in uh, some home self-defense. Just a, uh, a little bit of a public service announcement. Maybe things would get interesting come November. You never know. 2020 has been pretty interesting. So I guess surprise yourself uh, by looking into something like that for some of you people. And others um, uh, continue to fill up your gun safe. All right. In other news, uh, I just got back from the town of Amboy, Washington. I was there a couple days ago, actually, and only spent maybe... Four hours in Amboy, Washington, looking into what is known as Mount Tum Tum or Tum Tum Mountain. Now, in the archives, you can go back and listen to episode 58 with Sean Mooney, who has done incredible research on Tum Tum Mountain. The episode is called Pacific Northwest Pyramids or PNW Pyramids for a reason, because as far as Sean's concerned and from what I've seen the evidence I've seen and taking a look at Tum Tum Mountain, there needs to be an archaeological dig of some kind to understand what is underneath the substrate of this 
equally sectioned off four-cornered pyramid in the middle of Amboy, Washington, in a, basically a farmer's field. Now, the mountain was for sale back in 2011 for $699,000. And the possibilities are endless. I don't know if that offer still stands. Nothing will grow on the mountain, as far as I know, except uh, some some trees and alder trees and uh, some dug firs. But they seem to have their own issues uh, after a period of time. And uh, that may very well be because of what's under the the ground. Nothing but uh, quartz blocks uh, sectioned off. So interesting stuff going in Amboy, Washington. Interesting stuff going up in Cascadia, Oregon. I also went and did a quick documentary, I guess, for the Patreon members on something near Sweet Home, Oregon. And a petroglyph that I found that is dated back to 10,000 years old. These petroglyphs in near Sweet Home, Oregon date back at least to 10,000 years old. And there was one petroglyph in particular that I had seen before, uh, I believe on Ancient Aliens of all things, on what is known as a megalithic box uh, from Egypt called the Box of Serapium. I believe that's how you pronounce it. And the the hieroglyph on this box that I saw and I did a screen grab of matches a hieroglyph also in this Kalapuya native cave near Sweet Home, Oregon. And uh, I thought I would do some collaboration. So it was kind of an Egyptian weekend checking out pyramids and potential hieroglyphs. The question is, uh, were we the Egyptians at one time and and made our way over that way? Because some of the stuff is incredibly old and uh, much older than 10,000 years old. And we get into the long heads or the elongated skulls that are being found up near the Lummi tribe in Washington and all the potential, it turns into an interesting conversation about hidden archaeology. So I did all that with my son in hand, who um, I had up here for five days in the Pacific Northwest. We took him out to Manresa Castle, had an amazing dinner, stayed at Fort Warden. If you don't know anything about Fort Warden, check that out. It is a, a really cool uh, fort dating back to World War II and hidden catacombs everywhere. So we, we camped near Fort Warden. And I had the wise idea of leaving him uh, my recorder out in one of the catacombs hidden pretty high up on a cement bunker uh, underneath the actual fort in one of the catacombs. And somehow, some way, some teenagers in the dead of night found my recorder. Must have been that little red light that I forgot to cover. And um, thankfully, I have faith in youth because they they struggle with uh, what they're going to do. And uh, as you'll see, because I'm going to play the clip of them discovering their quarter and going back and forth whether or not they should steal it, they actually end up um, turning the recorder off and then um, turning it back on and letting it record again, put it <laughs> putting it in place. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to play this part here of uh, these uh, teenagers finding my recorder at Fort Warden. It's still recording. It's still recording, I'm pretty sure. Sweet. It's been recording for an hour. I want to keep it, though. 
I would love to have seen this place when it was fully active and nifty. They found a full-on tape recorder. And Jordan won't let me take it. Because <laughs> they're probably doing an experiment, like ghosts. Wait, it's still recording, Pretty too. Nice all right i just love that so thank you to the youth gone wild at fort warden you did a good thing now as far as what was on the recorder when i found it they had recorded for a solid six hours and i only had the sound of maybe one of the steel doors creaking and maybe the sound of a rock getting tossed but Nothing definitive, no disembodied voices, no colonels screaming out. So I didn't think it was really worth uh, going into the trouble of isolating and sharing, but we'll try it again sometime. Stay tuned for part two of Fort Warden. All right, next up, we have experiencer Wally Miller. Now, he's very familiar with the Oregon Sasquatch conundrum and the weirdness that ensues, especially as an extended experiencer. So... Enjoy my conversation, like I did, with experiencer, extended experiencer, Wally Miller and the Bigfoot Conundrum. All right, on the phone with me now is witness experiencer Wally Miller. Hello, Wally. Yes. Hi there. Hello. I guess take, uh, take us from the beginning here, and uh, how, do, how do you want to start your story? Well, um, it, it goes back from my age five to, to about 1983. And um, I, I have five actual, three of them were eye to eye, two of them were just noise. And, um, um, and like I said, it was just, you know, seconds, but incredible seconds. So I, I think I will, uh, like you said, um, the London Springs, you know, trackway stuff. Okay. So your familiarity with the London trackway um, yes. is something that you've known about for a while, or when did you learn about that? Yeah. Um, that is uh, where one of my sightings on the power lines, if you're familiar with that area, right? The London, the London Springs store used to be at the bottom of Shoestring Road. There, you could go left to Big River, or go up the hill. Right. I don't know if the store there now. No, that's not. Um, I had friends that lived there. You know, and I frequent that area. Um, my stepfather has property just up and over the hill in Scotts Valley. Gotcha. I don't know if you, yeah. And, uh, but I'd like to go back to when I was five. We lived out Mosby Creek, and okay. that's on Lane Road. Right, these are all, these are all hot spots that you're mentioning, so I, I know them well. Okay, that that's good. You're familiar with uh, mm-hmm. Cottage Grove and surrounding areas, so okay. Um, yeah, when I was five, it was stormy. 
I don't know, it could have been midnight. Um, I was sleeping on one of the top bunks. I have three other brothers. And some reason I woke up and looked like I'm on a bunk bed. And I looked through the curtain at the top of the curtain and look outside. There is this thing, I don't know, um, as, as a five-year-old, it was pretty tall and it had longer hair and it looked like, you know, the kabuto mass. It looked scary as hell. And, and we've, uh, my father, uh, back in that era, 1960, would see something bipedal up on this bald mountain where they used to motocross up this thing. And uh, that was my first. And as a kid, they they shunned me off. You know, father said, you know, yeah, could have been the neighbor. But it's pretty, you know, remote out there. That's where I grew up, Mosby Creek pretty much and that was the first one and I kind of you know let it go as a kid I don't know what I seen but you know nightmares every once in a while now Wally real quick before we leave this story here you said it looked like a mask um what kind of mask again some kind of a kabuku you know Japanese scary Got you. It's like the kabuki, kabuki mask that they'd use on stage for ceremonies and things. Yeah. Okay. It, gotcha. It scared me, man. And it had a little longer hair than what I've seen, you know, typical Bigfoot would look like. So. Okay. And your brothers, and your, your brothers didn't see this at all? Nobody else saw this? No, they right. were... They were four, three, and two. Okay. And I you know, just covered my head up and went back to sleep. And, you know, and let it let it pass. But kind of scary as a young guy. Yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, you know, as I grew up, my parents divorced. We moved into the, into the town. Cottage Grove. She married my stepdad. And I was a logger from, you know, I'm going to say eight years old till I was uh, 17. But out in the woods, I, I'll tell you, I never ever seen any evidence of it as I was logging anywhere out there. At just certain times, you know. And so my next one was on Sweet Lane. If you're familiar with that south of town on 99. Okay. Yeah. I know the 99 strip there that goes north to south, right? Yeah. Uh, You you cross the river. um, It's before you get on the freeway south. And... um, I was uh, I I was 15, 14, 15-ish. We're camping. We're camping up up in that 
I don't know if you're familiar with Gaudyville. Oh yeah. Um, it, it, it kind that's kind of the front side of Gaudyville. Um, the east side. So we're, we're camping up there. There's four of us. We, we had some beer at that age. We, you know, and we heard uh, bipedal walking. And of course, we had one flashlight. It didn't work very well. And, and the lantern wasn't showing anything, but it, it kept getting closer. And we definitely, you know, could tell it was uh, two feet striding in the bushes kind of by us. And we threw beer bottles and it was still coming. Well, I was the first one to run. We left everything. They were right behind me, my other classmates. And <laughs> and uh, that was a big scare not to see it, see something at that time. And, uh, okay, this one's in kind of in your backyard. This was in Springfield in 1972. We were logging up uh, Deerhorn Road. Right. Up the McKenzie, Deerhorn Road. And I was going to work. It, it was like at uh, 4.30. If the humidity was like zero. We had to start real early and get out of there real early. Well, on on Deerhorn Road, just before I would turn up into the mountains there, there was this thing that strided across the road, big black, and it was a steep hill. I seen it grab the branch and went down by the river. And it, I, oh man, all day working, I thought about that. And, uh, it, yeah, you so know, you, they always tell you that it was a bear, bear, or something like that. And it, it, it's, it's stride was, uh, humongous. Now, I really, I know this area pretty well, Deerhorn, um, you know, growing up outside of Hayden Bridge Road, right. just to paint a picture for the audience here. It's a very remote and um, dangerous area for vehicles. There's a lot of accidents on Deerhorn Road because it's hairpin turns, and then you have the yeah. McKenzie River off to the left if you're headed northeast, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And then you have rugged timber off to your right that goes into Bigfoot territory. Yes. <laughs> and there's a lot of elk, yes. there's cougars, there's loggers, and there's Bigfoot. And there's not much else on that ridge unless you've been there 100 years and have a, a bunch of acreage. Um, the, we worked we worked in monks, probably six cougar. Mm. They would cry, scream all the time. So... It, it's weird that a Bigfoot, if this was, would be in that area with mm -hmm. other, you know, carnivores or, mm -hmm. you know, it, it was really strange that this thing would be there. But, but it was something big and black.
that was the first time that I seen long arms, big hands, and a cone-shaped head. Now, it sounds like you saw the whole thing. Um, yeah, because it, it took like four strides, mm-hmm. and it was over the down by the water. And when you say you the know, water, you mean it was walking down in the McKinsey River? Yes, it, it went over the bank. Okay. Uh, the bank was probably uh, 10 feet, mm-hmm. almost down. It was weird. And, it, you know, the river there kind of had three or four veins, you know, weeding through. Okay. Weeding through there. And, and up in that area, like I said, we, we just worked with cougars. They, you know, you would hear them, you would see them up on the ridge, but they never got real close to us. I don't know, we worked that for probably six months. And, yeah. So but you just, I never did. Sorry to interrupt here. Never, you, go ahead. Never did see any evidence. Footprints, break, nothing like that like that i i i've never actually seen a footprint or tree structures or you know as a logger okay so you're you're headed into work when you see one after you have your initial sighting how long did your sighting last um it was four strides three strides mm-hmm. across the road and, you know, low beam, it didn't show, you know, mm-hmm. I, I seen the, and, you know, stay on the road and just before I would turn up, turn up the logging road. Mm-hmm. Was there that, a, it, a gate there for you to unlock? Was it open? No. no. Okay. It was open. Right. I, I didn't stop. I, I, yeah, I didn't want to get out of the car, out of my truck. Right. I don't blame you. So uh, you get, you get up the road and uh, you're shaken up. Do you tell anybody about what just happened? No, no, No. because, uh, his stepdad, you know, he's a no bull type guy. And, Mm -hmm. and I, um, you know, I, I've actually, to this day, have never asked him if he's ever experienced anything. He never did ever tell me mm-hmm. anything at all. And my mm-hmm. father either. My father, my grandparents all logged up Mosby Creek all the way up the, to the gate up in, up in there. Yeah, so. and knowing, knowing what we both know about that area... It's hard to believe they didn't have something happen. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it was strange where it was, you know, up with cougars. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if they can live together. I don't know. It, it's kind of strange. Yeah. Food, you know, food for that many predators is kind of strange. So, Wally, previous to the sighting here, when you're going up Deerhorn, you've had two other brief encounters as early as five yeah. years old. 
This third yeah. one, though, you get a full daylight. Uh, was it twilight no, or morning? It, was it, was it still dark it, out? But yes, it was four thirty in the morning. Okay, because so, we could only work about ten thirty. Right, because it got so hot. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what people need to know. When you're logging, uh, you are getting up at real early hours because it gets hot by eleven o'clock and. You know, there's yeah. fire dangers and all sorts of stuff that you guys got to be careful of. So, I, yep. yeah. This was like August 1972. And I remember back in those days, it was hot as heck, 30 right. days in a row. Right. And uh, so, yeah. Um, and, and I got two more eye, eye to eye. The next one is the best one I ever really had. And if you're familiar with uh, Oak Ridge at all. Oh, yeah. Up, up, the, up, up the North Fork, Willamette. Right, the Middle Fork we, to the North Fork and Oak Ridge. Yes, mm -hmm. I was up Sam Creek. Um, it was kind of headed up to Odell Lake area up Salmon Creek. And this, this was, uh, I was contracted to plant trees. I was uh, 17 years old. This was about 1975. I'm, I'm off work. I, I'm way up there. I don't, <clears throat> um, I'm probably 15 miles up Salmon Creek. And, uh, Planted all, we planted up there for a month. I never seen any anything, nothing up in the brush or anything while we're out there. Not even, you know, not even cougar or bear. And uh, on the last day of our contract ending, I was headed back down and there was a pullover on the river there and I, I stopped. Um, I think I probably uh, took a hit of pot, I think. I'm not real sure, remember. And, and uh, when I got out, out of my car, I'm looking across, it's probably 30 yards across. There's some old growth timber six foot at the butt timber and staring right at me is this big black. He, he's peeking, peeking out from behind the tree there. And I, I could tell it was uh, probably, I don't know. I want to say four foot at the chest, I would imagine. And I could see his hand below his knee his, his arms were long his eyes they're not real big they were black black and probably smallish in comparison you know and we we stared at each other probably probably 10 seconds it was awesome as hell i was i was shaking um I didn't want to take my eyes off of him. 
and and all of a sudden now he was gone and at, at that moment there was a stator behind me and I had smoked a cigarette and he wrote me a ticket so I know it very well that day he wrote me a ticket for uh, littering he told me to pick up my cigarette butt and he would write me a ticket and I, I wanted to tell him but no no I kept quiet and this this thing it like all these look like eight footers to me they were tall they were wide they had long arms it, and and the the thing it was doing was peeking out you know what i mean the head was the head was uh, side to side okay I, I i almost thought it was grinning at me and it, it was steep over there so and and the water was you know 20 feet deep 20 yards across so I wasn't really scared that it would, you know, come and get me, but, and, uh, yeah, after I got my ticket, I drove off and I told a few of my classmates when I got back home in Cottage Grove, they, they thought I was crazy. You know, you didn't see nothing. And... When you, when the cop uh, addresses you on the side of the road there, this is how soon after your sighting? Um, almost when it, when it disappeared. The, about when I physically seen him mm-hmm. for about 10 seconds, then I turned my head. That's what screwed me up. It, it was gone because gotcha. he was behind. So the cop oh. almost... Uh, you know, broke up this uh, potential long encounter yeah. that could have happened. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, were you relieved or were you irritated to see the cop? Or... I, well, yeah, I was mad because he said, "Yeah, as as you're picking up the butt, I'm gonna write you a ticket." I, you know, mm-hmm. being in sixteen, um, you know, you're mad at the world. Yeah. <laughs> right right yeah but uh my my body was just i don't know i it was like a coma i was buzzing my heart mm-hmm. was pounding and like did i just see this mm-hmm. and yeah it was it, 30 yards away um i definitely seen seen this conical Short, mm. short black hair, round face thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it it totally looked different than what I seen before. And uh, okay, and then 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 now I'm now I'm not uh, now I have sons. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I got newborns and. That this is when I stopped working in the woods. I I moved into meal work up um, 
you probably know where Cope Creek is. Right. Up distant, up distant. That's where I worked at Bohemia. Bohemia Mill up there. And I I'm I was done with the woods. Even even hunting. I've been scared hunting, you know, with my boys or by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what am I gonna see? What you know. So now we're gonna skip that was when I was seventeen or sixteen, seventeen ish. And then my last sighting was a pretty good one too. This was on London Springs up shoe shoestring road. Um, if you're familiar, I don't know where um, the couple that you stayed out there, where right. their place is, right. Adams or right, not far. Um, it's not far from shoestring. Okay, okay. Um, this is the up shoestring though. If you're familiar with, there's a mercury mine. Up, 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 and the power line kind of come from the backside of uh, Scotts Valley. That's right. where my stepdad lives. And I was up there, this was 1983. I was probably 28, and I was hunting. I was hunting. I was in there at the crack of dawn. I walked in there. Had a, it was like four thirty, five o'clock again in the dark. I I knew my way through there, kind of through my stepdad's backside there. And again, he he has killed quite a few cougar back up in there too. They were eating the sheep and leaving them lay, or attacking them and leaving them lay. So you know, I had my eyes out for that kind of stuff it was kind of cold it was november and uh i stopped because i i i've killed a few bucks in this area before big river bucks they're they're nice size and i i was uh i sat on the ground put my rifle down and my socks were wet so i'm taking off my boots and socks and wringing them out and it's getting daylight, and I can see down. This is on the downside of the power lines. So I can see, I don't know, I can see 600 yards maybe. Okay. Pretty clear, clear wide uh, road they maintain or something. There's gates on it. And it, it's getting... And I'm I'm kind of up on the ridge where Scotts Valley and Shoestring would, you know, meet kind of down in London Springs there. And and I'm I'm getting my left shoe on, and I see something moving down. I it's probably uh, it's probably hundred yards. And I see something off, you know, caught my eye. And I'm looking and I'm looking. And this thing walked out. It, it again, it, it looked pretty big. 
it it was it was it could have been as tall as a bear i don't know eight footer again and this thing i see it striding and i i i i don't think to get my scope look through my scope but i did stand back up and it it caught caught an eye of me i guess i don't know at the start i don't think it's seen me and it it walked pretty fast again it it started moving pretty fast when it seen me and again this was a another short short haired conical head real black and it was kind of foggy so i can't really you know blurry looking but i i know exactly what it is and it it kept going it this was this sighting probably lasted 15 20 seconds till it got to the other side of the you know the clearing of the road maintenance road okay into Russia again and oh that that made me uh don't want to hunt so i i walked back out walking backwards heart pounding and why me why have i had all these sightings you know yeah and and um none of my friends have ever told me they've actually seen anything other than my friends that you know we experienced the bipedal walking and and then and then uh you know i've been up here for 34 years up seattle and until i got youtube i i found you and Terry arnold and and jason um He's from uh, Canada, Jason. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I maybe yeah. met them online before, but so they introduced yeah. you to yeah. the show. Yes, and mm. I, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. Terry Arnold took my story. Jason took my story. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Isdall, you know, oh, I right, really yeah. like that. Right. Steve Isdall, British Columbia. Um, that that got me to want to tell my story. I've never never wanted to tell these stories ever because of the ridicule. But I'm 65 now, right? And I I really you know don't care. Um, but it, it's amazing these three eyewitness you know right my eyes on these things. Um, there's, they got to be real. These are real things. I, it, uh, you know, it sticks with you. Um, I haven't seen. Uh, I haven't seen what you've seen, but uh, you know, you have a really interesting case, Wally, because you're a multi-witness. And you're an extended experiencer of seeing yeah, these and, things. And what do you think that is? What do you think? Have you? I mean, you've had time to think about this since you're five years old. Have you? Have you found any links to why you? 
No, no. Um, other than Cottage Grove, you know, hot spot. <laughs> I, I'm sure there's people that uh-huh. that haven't said anything, you know. I'd like to ask my stepdad and my dad, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> since I'm 65 now, and, you know, right. I can right. take, take yeah. some ridicule, uh, you know. Let's talk a little but, bit uh, about Cottage Grove because it's an it's a known quantitative. We, there's been shows about it now, especially when, in regards to the London track. So people know the name Cottage Grove in relationship to Bigfoot. You go on BFRO and you can find encounters from Cottage Grove. And the locals certainly know about UFOs and they know about Sasquatch in Cottage Grove. Um, did you ever hear any scuttlebutt at all from any of the Bohemia miners regarding Sasquatch encounters, people involved with the, you know, the gold mining operation? Um, no, mm-hmm. no. I'm really interested in, in the gold area up there, you know, the Bohemia mines. Uh, I've, I've traveled up there. I've panned myself up there in Sharps Creek and, and uh, Bryce Creek, right. but like like I said, I've never ever witnessed any, you know, footprints, mm-hmm. tree breaks, mm-hmm. other than those those five, you know, why why me, mm-hmm. um, you know, instances other mm-hmm. than real early and um and. And um, you were saying that they, the cottage grove, grovers, uh, call it something. I've never oh, ever heard. Okay, so yeah, one of the uh, names that I've heard they have as a code for when they're in town. Let's say at the Bohemian Tavern, for example, that's right. over there. Uh, right. Is that the after their shifts over? And they head into the bar, they'll call it a salamander. Like they saw uh, a salamander, or they had a, you know, a salamander come into the gold mine. Now, maybe this is an old name, circa, you know, before the 1950s. I don't know if they still do that or not. Maybe it was just the hodads, which is another term <laughs> that only Grovers really know what a hodad is. But um, what t- you tell people what a hodad is. Um. Isn't it a fire tool? Well, it might be. I think the other name that they used for it is, uh, these were the marijuana Dancing. growers that uh, kept the, uh, they they own the part of the Bohemia Mining District before the government took it over in the BLM. And so the Bohemians right. were just uh, tree planters that stayed up there in the 60s. Oh, yeah. And then they yeah, yeah. Uh, started growing weed, I think. Yeah, that yeah. that was what my tool. Yeah, yeah, my tree tool. Um, you know, we used it for fire digging, fire trails. Okay, so that maybe that's where it came from. Yes. It okay. Could have, uh, it, yeah, like a spade or. You okay, know. a hoedad. <laughs> yeah, I love that name. Yep. I mean, yep. I get excited talking about this area because, and to have you have encounters there means the world to me that you talk to me 
because it's, uh, you know, a place I go still once a month and still have interactions happen there, only I haven't ever had what you've had happen. So uh, at this point, it doesn't feel like luck coming your way. It kind of feels like you've been chosen. Is that hard for you to hear? Um, Yeah, because why would they choose me, you know? Right. Most of the time, if I was in the woods, I had a gun or, you know, when I was logging, no, we Mm -hmm. didn't have maybe a truck, but, you know, never packing. And why would they choose me? Why, why did I have so many of these? Mm -hmm. I, up to this day, I still don't know why, why Mm -hmm. I have had more than Mm -hmm. someone else or. Ever since uh, I seen your show, the the Al Lap, the yeah. Al Moon Lap, yeah, and you're talking about uh, is his name Daryl? Yeah, Daryl and his wife. Yeah, right. Um, I I'm really interested in you know your experiences. Or mm-hmm. not seeing them though, but hearing them or recording them, mm-hmm. the Blackberry blackberry juice thing <laughs> right kind of proves how tall they are uh, <laughs> you know yeah and the gifts that they you know i i i've never gifted or anything like that but more scared of them mm-hmm. you know in the later years that's, well, that's why i'm into the woods or into the meal. <laughs> it's never too sport. late to start, Wally. If uh, if you have the mind to, uh, you know, go back in there and start up again. I always suggest people uh, do this. Uh, well, not everybody, but you sound like a guy that uh, may be willing to entertain this idea. Is that, I mean, I'm sensing over the phone that this is something that has profoundly changed your worldview, having these five experiences and it's probably something I, you think about every day. Yeah. Um, I'm a redneck. I don't like to believe in, you know, lion saucer, Bigfoot, you know, mm-hmm. magic. Uh, but right. things have cottage grove where um, I wish more people opened up. Mm-hmm. I'm, um, my father, his father, my great great grandfather. You know, I'm sure they've had to. Well, I'm I'm not experienced something because the hunters, they were log truck drivers. You know, mm-hmm. and but why just me? Even like in mm-hmm. on the deer home road, mm-hmm. you know, you experience. But I I I've heard them being up the McKenzie, mm-hmm. like that one. Raptor, the raptor seen it off to the side, or whatever. I don't know. know. I don't know. You mean a, a Ford Raptor truck? No, no. Uh, they were river fishing. Oh, oh, the fishing guides that saw one up there at Paradise or wherever it was. Yeah. 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 These are uh, these are all good Oregon cases that uh, I love revisiting and. Um, Yes. Let's talk a little bit about um, 
before you were five years old, did anything ever happen to you, Wally, that seemed like it would be associated with the supernatural? Or did it ever anything like that happen to your family at all? Did you guys ever live in a haunted house? Was there any missing time? Was there anything like that? Um, no. Nothing like uh, that. Pretty, pretty normal growing mm. up out Mosby mm. Creek, Rick, mm. you know, country music. <laughs> right. Um, right. <laughs> right. Um, don't believe in, mm. you know, or anything like that. No, I've, mm -hmm. I've never experienced any of the mm -hmm. normal. It, right. It, I don't know. Bigfoot is paranormal. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They disappear. They appear. I don't know. I yeah. They 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 like popping out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they do. For, they, they do. You know, Cottage yeah. Grove. Oh. If it were covered in sand would look, you know, it'd look and feel like uh, the new age of Sedona, Arizona. The only difference between the weirdness of Cottage Grove is the folks that live there and all the trees, but it has the same kind of magic um, that, uh, well, you know, Opal Whitney, I don't know if you ever followed her story, but she's the uh, child prodigy that's painted downtown on the side of the wall there by the Coca-Cola mural. And she talked often oh. about the fairies that lived in the forest at an early age. And um, it's a really interesting story uh, about her life there. But it, it really set me afire as a kid reading her story. And that's what brought me initially to Cottage Grove to look for the oh. su supernatural yeah, yeah. was this uh, this young girl's tale. Oh, I'm, I'm going to have to check that out because, see, again, I don't know, you know. Mm -hmm. Anyone in Grove, other than myself and these two other guys that was with mm -hmm. with us, you know, we didn't see it, mm -hmm. but sure did hear hear the racket, you know. Yeah. So it, it, if, on one occasion, uh, Sasquatch, well, on two occasions, from what you said here visually, was there an, an acknowledgement that they saw you? Certainly, when the police officer was there, there was an acknowledgement. Uh, to the degree that you saw it almost smile at you. Yeah, that that was, mm -hmm. yeah. I, you know, I could see the thin lips and the nose, mm -hmm. you know, he, you know, I, I, I felt kind of comfortable. I, mm -hmm. I didn't want to run. I didn't want to, you know, get out of there. Hip. It was, uh, yeah, like a greeting. What, you know, why was it just right there when I got out of the car and it was looking at me? How, how could, that, you know, how could I, you know, at that moment, something like that would happen? Well, out of yeah. all the spots on Salmon Creek Road that a guy could pull over to pull oh, over there. Li listen to this. Okay, I... I worked for a company up here named Pepe and one of my salesmen lived in Cottage Grove as a kid and his father still lives there. And he says, he said, I, I told him this story about two years ago and he goes, Oh, 
you were by Bigfoot Meadows. <laughs> the, the locals up there know this this area as Bigfoot Meadows. I never did. I'm going, whoa. <laughs> what? You know. Huh. Um, I, I wonder what area they're talking about. Well, it, mm-hmm. it's like 15 miles up there. It's going towards Waldo Lake. Um, okay. And I don't know if it's on a map. It's mm-hmm. called Bigfoot Meadows. Okay. Or the, the locals, locals call it that. Yeah. But I never did. I never did know that at mm-hmm. the time. Interesting. And, and, and put, north of that area, interesting enough, is another place called Baboon Creek. And it's been called Baboon Creek since the 20s. And I've taken a right. report out of there. I mean, that's a place name all day long. You don't get the name Baboon attached to a creek unless you right. see a right. monkey. Like Ape Canyon. Right. You know? Ape Canyon. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm 65 now. Um, no one else believes me, you know. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I, I kept it mum. But there's something about Cottage Grove, so, yeah. Um, par- you know, is, is there lines there? Is there stuff like that mm-hmm. going on? The, what do you call the parallel, um, the, you know, energy fields? Oh, yeah. So, you, I mean, there's a possibility that the quartz vein's coming down off the mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. quartz. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. What do you, uh, what do you think's going on with Bigfoot as far as, not so much why you, but, I mean, you've had a chance now to see them five different times. Do you feel like you're seeing something that's just flesh and blood only? I mean, you have all the synchronicity attached to it. But yet you're seeing something that's not doing anything supernatural. Right. Um, I think it's flesh and blood. Right. And I, I don't know if they come from spaceships. uh, Mm -hmm. They're forest people. I, I would tend to think they've been there forever, Mm -hmm. you know, in the forest and they're just smart as hell other than when they, try and cross a road or something and they right. they put themselves out out um yeah the, yeah but i've only, i've only you know seen and heard single accounts so mm-hmm. uh, um you know when when i was out in the woods hunting all the time with my boys uh you know i'm looking behind me um you know <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm more looking for mm-hmm. the, um, yeah, looking mm-hmm. for deer or what. Now, do you still go out, Wally, to the woods? No, no. It it's kind of scared me so much. Uh, I'm 65 now. Um, I've had three cancer treatments here at uh, you know, Seattle Cancer Care. I had lymphoma. So I had bone marrow transplants, and thank God I went there because they've kind of cured me. Um, they can maintain my disease, lymphoma, 
mantle cell. Maybe it's something to do with that. I I don't know. Cottage Grove mm-hmm. people. I I people have died. I don't know eating fish and stuff from Cottage Grove Lake. I don't know. Yeah, um, talk talk to that about. I know what you're talking about. Tell people what you mean. Um, there there's a mercury mercury mine or quartz mines that mercury. I don't know if the miners used it or it's it's uh coming out of the rocks or that area is nothing but you know mercury they don't mine it now i don't think but in the past and it would leach down into the lake cottage grove mm-hmm. lake and you eat fish there that's why they killed off the salmon run that used to come up to the dam they killed them off because the mercury levels were so bad in those fish. People today still eat trout, though, above and bass. Yeah, yeah, I see them out there uh, fishing right off of London Road every every month, <laughs> pulling fish out of there. In in the past, we've uh, as kids, high schoolers, junior high, I I've heard government uh, sprayed the air, you know, theory. I don't know. Um, let, me ask you <laughs> you th- let me ask you this, Wally. Uh, not so much regarding your Bigfoot encounters, but since you're an ex-Grover, <laughs> did you uh, ever hear rumors about a secret military base? No. Okay. Other than Maybe they sprayed to see what it would do to the public. And, you know, I, I've known quite a few people have died with cancers from Cottage Grove. But, you know, people die of cancer everywhere. But Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, what's it like I, to I'm, what's it like to relate these stories here? I mean, you and I have never met, but. Here you're taking a chance talking about it, and I appreciate you doing it. Does it does it help at all it, to talk about it? Yes, it's like a load lifted off my chest, kind of. Because, you know, you say something like that at the bar, you know, unless they mm. have had experience, uh, you know, uh, Wally, you're crazy, you know. That, right. That's why I never told my stepdad or dad you know, right. unless they would have brought it up. Right. And I, I, I would have thought other people would have seen it and wanted to speak up, but no, no, they, mm-hmm. I, I, the ridicule, I think in the past, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, that's why we started the show. I mean, strange brow radio was, just a, right. a Bigfoot show at Ike's Pizza up the McKenzie in a bar. So people that uh, wanted to talk about it could feel comfortable in a comfortable setting talking about stuff like you just spoken about. And, you know, now there's a whole network of Bigfoot shows out here talking about eyewitness reports. And I would just yeah. hope that encourage yeah. anybody to, to call and talk about this because you're doing people like me and Wally a favor by you know, yapping your gums. Yeah. And, um, I don't think we're any closer to 
revealing, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I just feel they're there's they're the world's champion uh hide and seek. <laughs> right. Speaker. That's right. Um I I don't know, they disappear here though. Mm-hmm. I I've heard people talk about footprints and then disappear. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I never experienced any footprints. I would have loved to have, you know, put two and two together, but they just wanted me to see them. Apparently, I don't know. What would you like to see done with this mystery, Wally? If it, do you want the mystery to be solved? Um, as a as a ex logger, maybe not. That would uh, shut the woods down. I don't, I don't know. Do they z- deserve, you know, the spotted owl? You know, do they deserve to be considered, you know, extinct or, you know, is is it their land and we don't trespass? I don't know. Um, the government sure doesn't want to reveal them because of that reason, I think. Yeah, you think it, it merely is the finances of it all? Um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think they want it want it to be proven. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just by hair and blood samples we've sent in, and you know, and and some reason they they come back, you know, unknown or mm-hmm. or bare, <laughs> you know. Now you're still, I mean, by today's standards, you're still a young, young guy, and uh, you have plenty of time to have a, yeah. a, a sixth encounter. If you could, if you could hone in a sixth encounter the way you'd like it to go, how would you uh, arrange the sixth encounter? Um, I would probably have to move back to Cottage Grove and start going in the woods mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of why I moved out of the into the city. Well, logging kind of went downhill mm-hmm. in Cottage Grove. So I had my brother was up here in the in the right. Navy, the sub base, and told me to come up. And I went to work in a warehouse and been there for thirty three years now. Oh my gosh, at Pape? Yeah. Oh, congratulations. That's a great company. You got a killer job. Yes. uh, Well, during the coronavirus, it's... Right. I know. You know. Yeah. You're in the same position a lot of people are, I guess, with that. Yeah. Um, I want to retire, but in a way, I don't Mm know. I don't know. So would you Um, ever have plans to go back to Cottage Grove at all, Wally? Yes, I would love to. Um, my boys live there, so I mm-hmm. still have roots. My sister lives in Springfield. Mm-hmm. Okay. My one boy lives out by the lake, mm-hmm. um, by Venita. Okay. And one one boy lives in the woods in Curtin, if you know well, where Curtin is. Yeah. These are all squatchy spots that you're mentioning where your kids yeah. are, too. Yeah. So no matter where you go, yeah. but... Uh, as an interesting detail, I'll just mention this again, that the property 
next to the Al Moon Lab, literally 50 feet away, and the only house on the road, uh, it is for sale. And um, it is a once-in-a-lifetime <laughs> achievement for someone to own this property because I cannot see how this house wouldn't get as much action as the house uh, next to it where I was at. And I know that it's haunted right. because I've seen uh, pieces of cedar fence come flying off of it uh, horizontally. So that part's covered, right. haunted, haunted, but uh, definitely got Bigfoot stuff all around you. So that is for sale. And uh, Wally, <laughs> I want to I want to put your offer in tomorrow. You can keep show notes for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, also, you know, as as a kid growing up in Al Mosby Creek, we've we've heard of uh, you know haunted houses out out there, out London, out you know Gowdyville. There, there's been you know some ghost sightings not saying i i don't think i ever had a ufo or mm -hmm. a you know ghost encounter just just the big guys have you ever seen any and, strange lights at all wally um no nothing okay no 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 just the big guy mm -hmm. and i I just don't know why it's me, mm -hmm. why, why me all these few times, but for 30 some years, I have, you know, not had any because I chose to not let them see me or me see them. I moved to the city. Right. I don't. So, um, but, uh, I, I love your show. Um, I would probably have to buy into something to see your your full the strange brow uh -huh. brew show, but I would love to um, YouTube. I only can see. Uh, I think I watched number thirty-seven or thirty-five, and I can't go any further back or forward. Is, oh. is that just? Yeah, uh, on YouTube they should all be up, and I think we're up to eighty-two. So if you oh, wow. if you if you click on the videos portion of YouTube, and I've noticed this before, even with my account, for some reason it depends on which browser you use. So there's different browsers for different internet searches, and I notice some lock up and some don't. So they're all on there. Uh, none of them are behind a paywall. The only thing I put up on a paywall is stuff for the people that have a Patreon membership that want videos right. uh, traditionally and uh, stuff like that or the book. So, um, okay. yeah, it's uh, it should be available. Let me know if you, you do have a problem um, okay. after that. But try try different paywall. But, uh, the, the last thing that I've seen from you, yeah, where you were uh, – you were casting the footprints. You were. Uh, I don't know if you. That must have grow. been. The, yeah, that must have been up uh, behind the house. So, still you active. You and Daryl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, things have slowed down as far as footprints are concerned, and I I think that just might have to do with the uh, the substrate being a little bit dry up there. Right. Right. And um, what 
was the London Springs trackway ever hoaxed or right? Were those is, has it's, that been found true or? <laughs> Well, um, it's a it's a mystery, and, and here we have February okay. February two thousand and twelve. So over eight years, this has been an yes. open case, and the reason I call it an open case is because nobody's ever proved it was a hoax. Um, okay. Never, Good. Nobody that has ever come forward and said this is how I did it. In fact, there's only been one name associated with the London tracks, as far as it being a hoax, and that has to do with this landscaper on London Road and uh, no one's ever got a hold of him I've tried on one occasion to talk to this fella and uh, yeah. he supposedly said he did it in a pair of diving uh, flippers which having seen the London tracks right when they were found was a quite an accomplishment to do that in a pair of diving flippers so much so that oh, I don't, I don't oh. think he did but um, it was one yeah. one way to you know say your stake your claim on it and this quick and the short yeah. of it was is he showed up at the london store and apparently the gal who runs the london store who i gave a track to uh, right after we cast it because they were just right there i said hey we pulled these out of the lake um she got a hold of me on facebook and said hey someone took credit for hoaxing it i know the guy's name he lives you know right around the corner and uh, oh, you may wow. want to reach out to him. And so never never was able to say, you know, definitively whether or not that's true. But right. so it's so much weird stuff going on in that area. Um, right. That I, it, it almost known, doesn't matter. I, I, I've known other people that had trackways in London, too. I don't think the lake was the only... Um, prior to to 2012, this was probably in 1980s. Um, yeah, there's been other footprints back in that area. I, I don't know if the Queeners, the Crumps, still live up there. They're they've been known as pranksters, but. Um, but they they've never ever said anything about Bigfoot either. As, right. As a teenager, um, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you Some, have you ever heard about a blue-eyed bear being seen out that way? Um just I think in your okay. in your break that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't um, know if that was an, an ongoing thing that people claim they see. Eye color I've never seen eye eye shine. Mm -hmm. um, other than the real close eye to eye looking, my eyes looking at mm -hmm. him. Uh, I don't think it was a her. Um, I didn't. I it's full black. I didn't see any white at all. Yeah, let me go back to that yeah. statement you made when the sh before the cops showed up because. I, uh, I'm going over my show notes, and I forgot to ask you this. You uh, you mentioned that the eyes seemed like they were kind of tiny, and I'd I'd never heard yeah. that description yeah. before. I they they weren't real big. Mm -hmm. I don't know an eight eight foot or nine foot person. You know, mm -hmm. um, they they looked proportionate 
to human eyes. I've heard people say they had big, big brow, you know, right? facial, you know, and these didn't look like that. They didn't look ape-like at all. That, you know, looked pretty close to the nose to me. Didn't look wide. Mm-hmm. And, and it didn't look like a gorilla nose to me either. And thin lips, mm-hmm. no hair on the face, uh, short hair, but the conical mm-hmm. and the wiggling, I, I don't know, the swaying, mm-hmm. like that was monkey-like. I, that, that was strange. But yeah, like I said, the last second I seen it, it kind of like smiled. That's and, amazing. And I wanted to laugh, but then, then you know, and mm-hmm. smile back. But I noticed the stator behind me, so <laughs> kind of ruined everything. Yeah, and how out of place for a stator to be out that way? I mean, you know. Well, be... they, they frequent they they frequent quite a bit up through there. Okay. In areas like, you know, you know, same in Cottage Grove, you'll see one up in. Why? Why is he up in the Bohemia Mountains? But right, you know, yeah. there's wood thieves and everything like that. Right, poachers and uh, <laughs> yeah, and Cottage Grove, you know. Right. We we weren't real rich <laughs> in the good old days, and we would, my father and I. We would get deer, you know, out of season to feed ourselves, and you know. Sure, so. I've been pulled over uh, at least on one occasion. <laughs> um, if you have a cooler in the back of your pickup truck, they're always real curious about what you got in it, and uh, yeah, so kind of yeah, common. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. when you said that it was swaying back and forth. You you describe yeah. that as uh, being attributed maybe to a primate of some kind. Is that what you were familiar seeing with other primates? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Right. And and like peeking out from the tree. I don't. Mm-hmm. You know. I I could see half the body out, but I don't know why it would uh, act like it's peeking out when you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless he's seen the stator, I don't know. <laughs> right, he's smiling because you're going to get a ticket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Right. <laughs> wow. But again, I don't know why only me. I've been in the woods up here, you know. I've hunted probably 12 years of my 30 years up here in Wenatchee, up, you know up in the mountains, Inyat, um, over in Roosevelt Lake area, you know, Kettle Falls, Coville. I've never, never experienced. So, um, you know, that's kind of weird. So Cottage Grove, you know, more of a hot spot than out over here, but what do you, know, you have? What do you was, have to say, Wally, to guys that say things like, "Hey, I've been out in the woods forty years and hunting all my life, and I've seen every inch of the this, you know, out yonder, and I never seen it." What do you say to guys like that? Well, that was me too, till 
you know, that was me too. But um, they're good hiders. There probably ain't that many of them, but, you know, the woods are big. The woods are big and not, you know, um, I haven't ever found a bear, bear skull or, you know, stuff like that. Stuff in the woods don't last very long, and mm-hmm. um, you know. And I know there's bear. Mm-hmm. I've worked with, you know, around bear and cougar. I've never seen a cougar carcass, or you know. Always see the aftermath of deer, though. Mm-hmm. A lot of deer bones, and something's eating them. Yeah, you never yeah. see a lot of dead predators out in the woods. You no. see the see the prey, but. You don't ever see yeah. a cougar or a bear. Yeah. yeah. Pretty rare. Unless but, uh, they're displayed somehow. People, you know, I got friends like that. I've hunted for 50 years and never seen anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you weren't lucky or unlucky. <laughs> so. well, I think you're a damn lucky, lucky uh, five times over. And you're the kind of guy that... I need to go to Vegas with because your odds are a lot better than mine. What, what do you say to uh, young bucks out there that are just getting into this, Wally, that want to have an experience? You got any advice for people that are aching for half of what you've seen? I, I think you got to be out there, I suspect. You got to be where, you know, you got to be in the woods. You got to be, you got to be out there. You're not going to see them, you know, where where I'm sitting, you know, in the city. So, Right. Well, I really appreciate you coming on, talking to me. My guest today okay. has been uh, Wally Miller. Incredible stories, incredible encounters, incredible experience. And um, you're just a wealth of knowledge, and I feel honored to have talked talk to you, Wally. Thanks again. Yeah, you too, and I hope you, I hope you get uh, more, or or a chance to visual, you know, other than see footprints or noises after you, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should uh, set up some time in Cottage Grove so I can, you know, rub your um, sh- rub your shoulder for good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I'd like to show through the actual the actual spot on shoestring road there where where i mm. you know where i seen it yeah let's uh let's talk off the line and see if uh if you're ever in town when i'm in town okay. and uh maybe you and yeah. daryl should uh have a, a conversation too because uh the road you're mentioning is also where daryl had his sighting a lot of people don't know that okay. so uh, it'd be okay. good for yeah. you guys to meet uh, is is he a Grover or is, <laughs> he is, is he now? Moved? He's a he's a California yeah. transplant, but he's uh he's a Grover now. <laughs> yes, like yeah, uh, you know, that would have been I I would have liked to uh, Patty in Bluff Creek. That would have been the icing on the cake. Yeah, you know the Pat Gimlin man. 
how yeah, lucky but were Wally, they. you had one smile. You had one possibly smile at you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. it doesn't get much better than that. Yes, and like I was saying, these these were huge animals. Uh, well, I don't want to call them an animal. I don't think they are. I mm-hmm. I don't know what to call them. You know, they're human-like. They have hands, nose, mm-hmm. head ears that i that's one of the things the ears they, they weren't a they these weren't a bear i yeah. i know a bear uh this had ears I, you know on the side of the head that's and long arms i couldn't believe the popeye girth of the the lower part of the arm wow we're just yeah that's a good way so, to describe it. Popeye like musculature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, some people say they see skinny ones, but uh these these mm-hmm. had some girth. These were these were big boys. Right. What I could tell. I'm not a researcher, you know. Just a witness, I witness, so and thank you, Tobe, for uh yeah. It's like you know, off my shoulders now. Yeah, well, absolutely. So, and uh, like I said, let's just, uh, to be continued uh, talking here. So uh, we'll do that offline. Okay. But um, thanks again, yeah. man. I really appreciate it. And uh, everyone's, uh, it was just a real treat for the listeners, uh, I'm sure. So okay. I, I appreciate you talking on the record. Okay. I appreciate it. You know, I was nervous. Uh, you know, no. Tried to explain it as well as I could for the for the yeah. few seconds experience. <laughs> yeah, but you got you got you got them layered up, you know, one after another. So you're 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 an experienced uh, eyewitness <laughs> on on the subject yeah. matter, and you should be uh, talking more often if you can stand it to people that um, don't understand that this can happen multiple times for those individuals out there that think that one one encounter is one too many and two is impossible i have news for you there are wallies all over the world yeah and they don't talk because of jackhounds that say they've seen the woods they're professionals they know everything you know they're god's gift to everything and right they just don't want the flack you don't need the flack in your life you've got your own thing going on but um, you know, you're in a cool place to do it here. Uh, you had a lot of other options to, to call into other places, but um, we have Cottage Grove in common, and uh, I think yeah. we're lucky that way. I know we're lucky that yeah. way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Tope. All right, man. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Right, have a good night. All right. Wally Miller, thanks again for uh, having the courage to come on and talk about your experiences. Sometimes these things are tough to talk about, especially when they go down the strange road, and so often they do. Speaking of uh, people that have gone down strange roads and reaped the rewards is uh, the book review raffle that I announced last month has a winner. Pull the name out of the hat. Voila. Oh my gosh. It is uh, Patreon member Sean Perkins. Sean, you are the winner of 
a Strange Brow Radio t-shirt. So shoot me an email at uh, strangebrowradio at gmail.com or since you're a Patreon member, just get back to me at the message I already sent you and I will get your address and size and get that shirt out to you. So we'll, we'll have more contests down the road, but if you would like to stay in touch with Strange Brow Radio and dig in a little bit deeper to the hidden member content, now's your chance for a little three bucks a month. And that is located at patreon.com forward slash strangebrowradio. I'm guessing that there's hours, maybe at this point, there's got to be probably over 15 to 20 hours, I'm just guessing, worth of extra content up there. A lot of videos that uh, have not seen the light of day except for Patreon members and uh, extra interviews. So I would appreciate that. And if you want to do something for free online, go to strangebrowradio.com and there you'll find all the links. Now, in the works coming up is uh, an interactive way for people that listen to Strange Brow Radio to interact immediately at strangebrowradio.com. Off of social media, off of Facebook, off of YouTube, because I have a sneaking feeling that those public platforms that we've utilized so long are going to change drastically soon. And so rather than wait for that day to come, I'm going to start funneling everything to strangebrowradio.com. There'll still be a presence online at the social media, at Instagram and Facebook mainly. And the podcast will always be available at your podcatcher of choice. But I'm going to start instituting as much information as I can at strangebrowradio.com. So um, just look for that more often than not. All the links to YouTube, everything will be located uh, at strangebrowradio.com instead of so many other field mice running out to other social media platforms that are censoring the hell out of people more and more all the time, including myself. So I'm not going to stay uh, you know, back and, and just wait for the day to come for me to be banned over some post I've made or blah, blah, blah. I'm just going to have everything waiting at uh, strangebrowradio.com. And so get ready for that. It'll probably be underneath something like blog post or, uh, you know, thread or something of that. So um, I'll let you know more about that and how that will look in the coming episodes. Also, speaking of content and perhaps too cryptically hidden, uh, there are Easter eggs in the current bumper music, especially the outro. So the longer the LP plays at the end of the bumper, the more you may want to listen. And so today may be one of those days. Sometimes it'll happen, sometimes it won't. You never know. So Easter eggs uh, somewhere and the outro sometimes. All right. Thanks again for listening. If you have a story, get in touch with me at strangebrowradio at gmail.com. If you want to be anonymous, uh, that is A-OK with me. And let's talk. I, I, I would love to share information and talk with you about your experience on the air, if at all possible. That's it. Be careful, be safe, and I will see you in the tree.
The following interview was conducted in July 2020 in Wallace, Idaho at the Wallace Performing Arts Center. What you're about to hear is my interview with the Performance Art Theater Manager about the goings-on in Wallace, Idaho. The majority of the bullet holes is because they knew exactly where the magazine room was. Oh, here you are. You're on the wall. Look at you. Drake. Drake, what about Ghost? Um, we do have a resident ghost. Um, no matter who's um, seen her and stuff, the description, description of her comes back the same. Uh, we've named her Kelly after the alley that's right in the outside here. <laughs> have you seen her? You're shaking your head no. You haven't seen her? But you Have you? I have. Um, uh, she looks like she's in her 30s. Uh-huh. Uh, longer hair and stuff. And most of the time, um, I see her during shows um, in an empty seat. She just likes to come and sit and watch our shows. Okay. And what is she usually wearing? Um, like a dress. Uh-huh. Um, kind of what the women of the brothel would wear. Okay. That's kind of the store we go with. Is uh-huh. She's one of the ladies that work here. Okay. Has she tried to communicate with you at all? Not really. No. Um, she mostly just is content sitting down watching the shows. Yeah. Um, we've had customers come in and say, hey, who is sitting next to us? And we're like, we don't know who, who was yeah. it. And then they, they describe say, hey. her. Yeah. Yeah. And describe her exactly okay. the way I just described her. So the whole town of Wallace, is it pretty haunted? Um, actually, the Jameson next door yeah. is the most haunted building in Idaho. In um, Idaho? In Idaho. So this historic restaurant right here. Yes is one of the most historic It has places. been voted the mo- most haunted. Oh, I must walk in. <laughs> is it closed? Well, we saw people in there eating. Is it open? It looks I like, believe yeah. it's open. I'm not sure. It wasn't many people there. But, oh, I uh, didn't see an opening. Um, a lot of the bars and stuff have been closed because they're trying to kind of boycott the Blues Fest that was supposed to go on this weekend. Oh. And, it, and a lot of the smaller bands still showed up anyways. Oh. So gotcha. to keep people spread out and... Oh, okay. Um, okay. They yeah. shut a lot of the bars down. Um, yeah. Just the owners did. To, okay. Yeah. Okay. But the show must go on. show must go on. That's right. Good for you guys. Well, we're both thespians, so it's always good yeah, yeah. to meet. <laughs> yeah. Can, we, can we look at your stage? Yeah. Okay. Go. Oh, nice. Um, so it's a fairly small theater. We see about 80. Um, however, with the virus going on, we've limited ourselves to half capacity to make sure everyone's spread out. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we're standing. I do a podcast, so I hope you don't mind I'm recording. Oh, no, that's fine. We're uh, inside a really nice vintage theater here, standing about row six or seven in the back, looking at the stage, which is comprised of like a, a living room setting. It's there's got the original, uh, there's crown molding above us filled with look like slug rounds that went in there. 22 and probably bigger uh, went in there, but definitely smaller ones. But this is an old brothel. And, uh, and then after it was a brothel, it became a paint store and a hardware store before we remodeled it into mm-hmm. a theater. Wow. I love the orchestra pit. Um, it was... 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, theaters in general are notoriously high, but brothels even more so. So the guy down at the Gem and Rock store who shined my watch for me for free said that this was the red light district. Is this part of the red light district uh, as well? I believe um, the other side uh, where like the red light garage and stuff is. Oh, that's how it got its name, mm -hmm. maybe. Red light garage. Oh, we're, <laughs> we're, we're at the Starlight. Okay. Yeah, so it's right across the street. Stardust, yeah. Okay, well, we'll let you get back to being a thespian. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for giving um, us a quick tour. If you're interested, after I have my cast leave and stuff, if you wanted to look upstairs, we could do that too, if you wanted, if that's something you're interested. Oh, we would. Yeah, when do we come back? <laughs> uh, well, actually, if you wanted to do it now, we could probably do it now. I would love to. Okay. Can, can we do that? Yeah, okay, of let's course. go. So, we're getting a private tour upstairs by Drake. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I just felt something a little bit funny on the right-hand side of me coming up the stairs here. Did you? Yeah, like something flicked my ear. 